Here I go again Same old bar, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go again Stay Hello everybody and welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast episode 2 we are, of course, here in the best little city in America, beautiful downtown Sioux Falls at the Full Circle Book Co-op, your friendly, conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookshop and cafe on 10th Street between Phillips and Main Avenue, where this live podcast is recorded. And we've got, uh, we've got a live audience here as we get ready for public input tonight. So just thank everybody for coming tonight. There's some friendly faces out there. Yay! And we record this podcast every Tuesday at 5-ish. 5-ish. We like to call that 5-ish. And uh, as we get ready for the public input part of the program in which we watch the city council meeting and make fun of them. Oh, and no one have spirited public debate, uh, reasoned reasoned public debate on the issues of the day facing our fine, fine city. So I thank everybody for coming out. Uh, We're going to have a fantastic podcast for you today. Got a couple of guests, uh, old school guests from my show, uh, Matt Staub, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub, is with us in the building today. We're very happy about that. <laughs> and uh, current city councilor, I don't believe he is as of yet disgruntled, uh, Pat Starr will be with us. Uh, that would be fun. There's a, a lot going on with the council, and uh, I think we're going to have... My plan with Pat Starr is to go uh, a lot of times... So Neitzer, Greg Neitzer was on the show last week. We went very granular, you know, because that's what you do with... with Greg Knights, or you go, you get dig down, you get down into the mud, you get into the nitty gritty details of things, urban planning and such. Pat Star, more of a big sky guy, as I see it. You know what I'm saying? Big sky. We're going to talk about sort of. Uh, uh, I, I want to know a, a dysfunction. We're going to talk about dysfunction in the city council. All right, everybody thinks that everybody's supposed to get along. Uh, we'll ask Matt Staub about that. He can tell you about not getting along with people. Uh, I think that's in public life. Also, we, and we got to get him on here because uh, the disgruntled former city commissioner is now currently on the board of supervisors of Split Rock Township, and we all know that to be the wealthiest township in all of South Dakota. So that's where the that's where the big money really lies is out there in Split Rock Township. Uh, we'll get an update on Spook Road, I imagine that will be good, uh, and we'll delve into some. You know, we'll probably talk about Jason Isabel for about forty-five minutes, and then uh, you know, go from there. Uh, I'm, oh, the comments have already started. That's the difference between this and radio. Uh, if people are just tuning into it, somebody wandered across this podcast by accident on SoundCloud or Stitcher or what have you, and they're like, oh, I wonder what this is about. I, you know, I got interest in Sioux Falls. I had a, a short-lived and, and semi-beloved radio program uh, on a radio station that I probably shouldn't talk about. Not, it's fine. I, you know, they, they do what they do, and I, I left under my own terms. Which isn't always the case. And um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think we all know what that is. Uh, and uh, uh, where was I going with this? No, so this is the podcast that is uh, a sort of a spinoff of the radio show. We're here weekly. Uh, but uh, several of my old uh, podcast or radio show friends have showed up. I don't know if I can use, uh, Jenna Mack is here in the audience, for, has, was uh, a, a periodic... <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, well, then I know that's not your real name, so I was fine. <laughs> Jenna Mack, one of the original social, social media queens in Sioux Falls. 
one of the original Twitter users in Sioux Falls, circa 2008, maybe something of this nature. The tweet ups and uh, joining her. Can I use your real name, ma'am? Yeah. Thea Miller Ryan, frequent guest on my old program, is here tonight. Uh, of course, Thea is, uh, she'll be on the show at some point. We'll have you on when there's something big to talk about out at the outdoor campus. So I thank you guys for being here. Uh, my, my sound engineer, Dave, is here. Thanks Steve. to Dave. Yeah. Woo! Uh, uh, my friend Zarin is here with her family from New Jersey. So that's great. Uh, thanks everybody for being here. See, we got a crowd tonight. We got a crowd. Uh, I'm sure it'll pick up later. Uh, but uh, if you uh, remember, Tuesday nights we do public input down here during city council meetings. I don't, I think I'll do a podcast when there's not a council meeting, you know, it's not, there's no public input if there's not a council meeting. Uh, and of course, all our favorites, including uh, city council bingo, which is always, uh, you know, a crowd favorite. Big prizes for city council bingo, by the way, <laughs> big prizes. It, I, you, you laugh, but it's big. It's like, a, it's a gift certificate to the full circle book co-op, <laughs> awesome. which, you know, for my money, the finest uh, conservative, communist, left-leaning, liberal bookstore and cafe in, in all of Sioux Falls. So that's something to be said for them. Um, I want to say uh, thanks to my friend Rich Show. You heard Rich coming into the, into the uh, uh, show here today. Uh, always my bumper music featuring various uh, musical groups led by Mr. Rich Show, who is uh, on your, our friends at Different Folk Records. You can get all of Rich's music uh, on Spotify now. Except for the first Flag with Hank album, which is coming soon. And I actually opened this show uh, with uh, a Flag with Hank tune that was, that was uh, cut off of a CD recorded from a cassette uh, and, then, and then split off of that by my sound engineer, Dave. So that's a special treat for you folks out there. I hope you liked it. Um, but you'll, we'll be featuring rich show music throughout the podcast. And uh, that's going to be the same every week without fail. Um, so we will come right back. I was going to talk about, you know, I used to do this thing, you know, the, 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 what did I call it? the P&L statement, right, on the show. I, I'm going to work that up again sometime. But really, I had two guests. So if I do a P&L statement and have two guests, this will be like a two and a half hour long, especially when one of the guests is Matt Stop, Because without the limits of commercials and, you know, top of the hour news, there's no shutting him up. So that'll be fun. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot been going on in my life since we last talked. I, you know, um, I'm getting, I don't know if everybody, I may as well just announce this now because it'll come up. I'm getting married. Does everybody know this? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Uh, uh, September 7th, out at the Good Earth Farm, which is out by Lennox. You're all, uh, you're all not invited. Um, I'm no. You're, are you? Do you want to do our ceremony? Absolutely. As it, as it turns out, um, we're having trouble finding a spiritual leader uh, that aligns with our particular sort of... spirit? <laughs> uh, with, with both our spirit and our sort of uh, agnostic view of the world. So it's going to be... Uh, it's, it's tough. When, when you're falling away Catholics, you can't just go out and find any old pastor off the street. You know what I'm saying? I grew up at JW, so I've got range. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Uh, Jenna Mack will be officiating our, our wedding. That's going to be news... Uh, to my betrothed, JP. She's going to be shocked to listen to this podcast. Um, I'll tell her, I'll, when I get home, I'm going to tell her two things. One, I got the porta potties taken care of. And two, Jenna Max doing our wedding. We'll see which one makes her more excited. Yeah, I mean, make sure you start with, remember, honey, I love you. 
Yeah, I will. I will. So uh, we're going to come right back after this uh, short break, a little uh, rich show interlude for you all. And we're going to chat with, that's right, disgruntled former city commissioner, Matt Staub. We will be right back on the Patrick Lally Show. Hang in there. I've been so goddamn frivolous, this here song here, Miles and Spy. And I laugh in their faces, you know, goddamn well, I've been laughing a lot. And I have no respect for the governor and no respect for the president. And I throw in my arms to the sky for the money that I spend. Everybody has them all the time It doesn't mean they know anything about it at all Come and lay down beside me now I'm feeling pretty good There's a new sense of adjustment And the plan is understood And welcome back to the show You just got to hear a little more Rich Show uh, One of the cuts off of an album That he made with one of his groups uh, I gotta put the music in later But psh, I gotta... Wow, there goes a city employee walking right by. That's interesting. Uh, you never know who's going to walk by here at the Full Circle Book Co-op in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. Your, your, what is it, conservative, communist, left-leaning, liberal, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe on 10th Street between Phillips and Main. Come on down. They have food. They have beverage. They have books. And they have lots of events here at Full Circle. It's, it's really, a neat place. It's a cultural hub. Don't you, you don't you feel the vibe, Matt it's cool. Stop? It's cool. It's got that Minneapolis feel to it. And oh, so. now you just turned. That made me not like it. That, made, that makes it sound pretentious. It's not pretentious. It's There's like, places in Minneapolis that are not pretentious. Get out a little bit, Patrick. Oh, really? <laughs> Uh, that, of course, is the dulcet tones of uh, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub, who, if you're listening to the podcast and you didn't listen to the old radio show, uh, this, this you may not mean, know who Matt Staub is. This won't mean anything to them. No, it's just a guy. <laughs> He's just a guy that grew up on the North End. But you, in fact, held public office in this fine city from what to what? 1991 through ninety. Three or four, I don't know. And you were a, a very vocal opponent of the charter form of government because you lost mm-hmm. your job. Correct. I was making good change there at that job. <laughs> that was, they, those sucked were, losing that check they, coming in. That was were, the last time I made more money than my wife, 27 years ago. So. Hashtag sad. <laughs> that's, how sad <laughs> that's how sad and pathetic my life is. That's true. I've witnessed it firsthand. Um, so, yeah, you were on the, city, the old city. Uh, commission when it was on when it had five members they were full-time jobs more importantly that's back when we had tempest magazine that's true that's true uh i was at that time the editor of tempest magazine and i wrote stories about you and we had a couple of videos together back then yeah took a photo uh i took a photo up against the ivy down i still don't remember that office center at that that place is gone it's now a parking lot next to the ksfy at the old federal building see not only do you get high-quality political analysis and current events, you get history. On history, like there's no tomorrow. Uh, and if you want some Sioux Falls history, you go right to Matt Staub because you, of course, grew up on the North End. And, not that uh, far from you. No, not that far from me. Uh, you're older than me, let's point that out. A lot older. Three years? Something like that. Yeah. We did not hang. Well, you were one of those Catholic kids. That's true. Well, you're a Catholic. I am too, but I, mean, <laughs> I didn't go to Catholic school because my parents were poor. Yeah, you know, well, you my, rich, you rich no, north, no, north no, Anders, no, 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 or west. My, my parents just didn't pay the bill. <laughs> well, there's, there's a that too. They don't. The thing about the Catholic school system at that time is they did not chase you down for the money. 
Well, they, they had money yep. back then. Yeah, well, that was oh, the good old days. Let's not go into that. Um, anyway, so how you been, man? Good. How are you? I'm no, don't, <coughs> oh, sorry. Push the cough. I'm good. Uh, I appreciate you coming down. Um, so let's first of all, let's go big. Let's well, let's talk music first because we always talk about music. You, what, what's on your radar, man? You have you've been to a lot of shows recently. Just I can't. Hold on. Just I'll edit it out maybe. <coughs> oh man. Jason right. Isbell is coming August sixth. You know that. <laughs> I Hold can't on. talk. Hold on. Okay, are you all right? I'm I'm better now. Okay, we had to take a brief uh, respite there so Mr. Staub could compose myself. Yeah, he had he was overclimped. I was overclimped. He was overcome by history of the North End. Well, we got talking music, and of course, I got to talk about Isbel, so then I get all emotional about yeah, so, that. So in two weeks, back. I'm going to see Lyle Lovett in Minneapolis. You've got two extra tickets. Anybody want to go? Uh, I got them. First, third, third row, but we're off kind of the side. I don't like that. And then two or three weeks ago, I was up to see David Gray in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. How was that? You're, I know you're, I'm not really a fan. I know you are. Um, he was good. The crowd sucked out loud. I mean, it was... Where was it? Chitter Chatter and at the State Theater in Minneapolis. Oh, that's a good venue. I like that place. It's a great place. So. I saw Mark Knopfler there. It was awesome. So... The, the crowd was just talking over the show? And they're up and down, and the people in front of me were, oh, my God, psychological problems, and I just... Wait a minute, it was Minneapolis? Yes. Was it pretentious? No, it was... Oh, okay. I thought it was a little pretentious. Like a bunch of rednecks is what it was like. It was, you, it was you, irritating. You're struggling. But you've been... Uh, so Isbel's coming back, Jason Isbel. We are both huge fanboys of Jason Isbel. I play his music on the podcast, but I don't have any licensing rights, so there you go. We could sing it. Can we sing it? We could. Which one you want to sing? Nah, let's um, not do it. I, we probably still better get sued. Not. No, we get sued for that too. So Isbel's coming back on August sixth, which, by the way, is my birthday. Well, happy birthday! It's Thank my you. nephew's birthday too. Really, yeah. and it's also there's a mountain bike race that day that I'm organizing. We've got a, a whole series of races this summer, so I have to go organize them. Get no, nobody cares about that, Patrick. <clears throat> The opening act for Isbel is awesome, too. I know. John Moreland is incredible. That's what I hear. I may not make the opening act. I also might be uh, out of the country, so I may not be able to go. So, But anyway, that's that's for a different day. That's Isbel, though, he's playing uh, like acoustic, right? Well, and I'd like to know what that means, because I, acoustic means different things to different people. I have not had it properly explained to me either. Maybe we can get Andy Howes on the show to tell us what Well, is he bringing the whole band with him, or is it just going to be him? I would love it if it was him and a guitar. I, I, would, think, I, I think that's it. I, don't, I think this deal is... The band, you know, because they're in Omaha the night before. Is this whole tour acoustic like this? I don't think so. I think it's just this special night. Correct, because they're going from, from Omaha to Edmonton or Win yeah. Winnipeg or yeah. somewhere. So, yeah, it's logical to stop here. But but I think it's just, I think he's just coming. I hope it's just him as and a guitar. Favor. It's a favor to the good people of Sioux Falls who have supported him yeah. all these years. There are tickets left. Go out and get them. Well, it's a big room. You, if, I, the standing offer that I have, and I put this on Facebook, is if you go to Jason Isbell and do not like the show, I will pay for your ticket. But you've got to look at me in the eye and say, that show sucked. And they nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to say that. It's not possible. It's, it's impossible. So somebody, um, who, you were involved in this. There was a Facebook conversation between you mm -hmm. and I and somebody else who said, oh, I know who it was. It was a, a person living up in Brookings. And she said, oh, I didn't, I didn't really like She's not a big fan. I remember I, that. You know, he's gone too country. Which... He has not. He has not gone to country. He's got anti-country. He's a songwriter. The man is just a fan, 
fantastic songwriter. That's it. He's a poet. Man's a poet of his generation. He is. I'm not afraid to say it. Live by it. But August 6th, people got to go to that show. You got to support. You know, they'll flock to the Premier Center for some crappy artist that sucks. Yes, which is most of them, right? At at outrageous prices, right? And eight dollar beers. Subsidized by the the good people uh, of Sioux Falls. Well, it's that damn city council setting those high rates. I know. That's what Pat Sorry is in the audience, uh, and I know they get that granular. But uh, and, you know the pavilion is. Tested. What do you think Star gets off every beer sold? Buck, buck uh, and a half, something like that. It's a pretty high cut. But he, then he's got to play. You know, he's got to pay the vig. So I mean, <laughs> at, at, on the front it looks like a buck, but after. You Probably know, down to 75, 50 say, cents. Yeah, but you know, you, you got, you're good. selling eight, ten thousand 10,000 beers. He's making good change. Yeah, you're doing all right at a uh, Jason Aldean concert. Pat Starr is like retiring. There we go. It's a good gig if you can get it. Have you been, is there, have you been to any shows at the Premier Center? I have seen, uh, we'd see uh, James Taylor, who was spectacular, by the way. I, did, I was, was not expecting much. We ended up with very, very good seats, third row. And he was really good. I was just really impressed. And then we went to see some Christmassy thing with some person. Ugh. So Lori Line, not quite that bad. Oh, but okay. Mrs. Staub wanted to get out of the Fortress of Solitude for an evening, so we went to some Christmassy thing. Ugh. A couple that, of years I mean, ago. that's that's paying the price. But I heard Bob Seger was good. I didn't. I, I refused to go because I couldn't get close enough seats. I wouldn't I'm go. With, I wouldn't see Bob Seger with your eyes. Well, you, you know, couldn't see him with my eyes because I'm getting I wouldn't listen to Bob Seger with your ears. That's a I love horrible Bob show. I hate all those crusty, old, classic Bob Seger opening for Journey. That'd be an ultimate for Patrick Lally. Oh, my God. I would drive stakes in my eyes. I, that's the worst. Journey is the worst band to walk the face of the planet. I bet I listen to that. I'll bet I, I'll bet I listen to Escape. Ten thousand times. In oh my god! I can't. And they got now. They got a singer that Great sounds example. like Steve Perry. They, they just went out and found a lookalike. And they found him on YouTube. Oh, that's terrible. They literally found him on YouTube. He's like doing karaoke one day, touring, leading Journey the next. They're terrible. The Eagles, awful. Uh, well, how do you think Pearl Jam found Eddie Vedder? Is almost the same thing. YouTube. And you tell me, uh, Eddie did, Vedder. YouTube didn't exist back then. Talk about grunge. Somebody sent a tape up to the, uh, well, to the guys. Okay, well that's fine. That worked out. Yeah, Eddie's all right. I'd go. To, Eddie I'd, could come here. I'd come. I'd pay five bucks to see Eddie Vedder. I would. I would pay five bucks. To see Acoustic, Eddie. him and a guitar, or yeah, ukulele, no. ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah, I would do that. But you know, this is what we get at the Premier Center: like horrible bro country. Correct. Crusted up old rock and rollers, and Marilyn Manson's coming. Come yeah, on, Slayer. I don't even know who Slayer, Slayer is. That's and how Primus. bad I am. Slayer and Primus. Now Primus, they played, but they played at the district last year. So I mean, why would you pay all that money to see Slayer, Primus, and three other metal bands that can't? The reason they, get, you know, the reason they got to have five bands on the bill because they can't they get enough people to go. Well, that's true, but they can't play that long. Well, it's kind of like too old. it's kind of like high school football. I used to think that you used the band used to play. Uh, so that they have someone there to listen to them. No, the pa- the football team invites them so that all the band parents yeah, come to watch right. the game. And then they leave. Oh. <laughs> they have a Coke and they leave. They, <laughs> well, it's like cause... a Pat Starr situation. <laughs> well, and I used to think it was the other way around, and then my kids were both in band, and we'd leave after the halftime show, and the seats would just empty out. So yeah, kind of right. felt bad about it, but I didn't care about it. Where'd football. your kids go? Brandon Valley High School. Well, there you go. So. I mean, when you move to the suburbs... 
Life changes. It is. Um, so Are we going to talk any politics any, at all? Yeah, but it's, all right. I just want to get the music out of the way. Anything else new that you're listening to that you like? Um, psychedelic Furs, The Smiths. That's not new. Well, but it is to me. Oh, wow. Because I'm listening to uh, First Wave on, on XFM or oh. whatever it's called. So I'm being re-exposed to all this. Do you do the Spotify? I'm a, I'm not a big Spotify I'm guy. I'm a huge convert to Spotify. I'm late to the game, but I've, I've just... I've given up trying to maintain my digital library, which I have lost three or four times, and I just go Spotify. I pay for it. I don't care. My son put me on his Google Music subscription, so I'm saving five bucks a month for doing that. So Scoff Law. So I Taking find an artist I like, and then I'll put you know put that one on, and yeah, it'll play you stuff good. that you like. So. It's good. So yeah, let's talk politics. All right. Uh, Trump's a disaster, right? And the Democrat field isn't. That's not an answer. All right. There was an answer. It was a poor one. It was a basic That's right. <clears throat> You're not going to get me to defend Donald Trump. I know that. That's, I just like I'm putting not you a big, I'm not a big Donald Trump I like Trump putting fan. you in that position. I but, like putting you in an uncomfortable position. But if it's uh, Kamala geez. Harris or or Pocahontas, I think it's a cakewalk. No, 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 no. That's unfair. That's unfair. Pocahontas, that's unfair. You know that. Why is that unfair? Why? Because it's name-calling. I call they call Trump a Nazi. I didn't. No. Are going to stoop to that level? We keep things way up here. Yeah, I know you do. Way up here. No name call. All right, so I Elizabeth, remember Elizabeth Warren. So Senator you're not you're not going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. We know that. Is there a Democrat that you like? Um, no. There's not, there's not a Republican I like either, Patrick. Let's be fair. So, but you still kind of like the president. I true? like some of the things that he's like doing. What? What very do you like? Much. What do you like? Let's get into it. I Trade like policy. He's trying to ruin the rural economy. What? I, I don't know that Trump is ruining the rural the rural economy, okay. but what do you what do you like? What do I, I like? His Supreme Court picks, which have I shouldn't say that they've been disappointing because they're they're jumping over the liberal side. Um, I'm a pro life Catholic, so I, I like his pro life stance. So all you care about, but are you are a saving single, unborn children? You've yes. really become single issue though. That's what, what I've noticed about you. What? On abortion. I don't, we're not going to talk about abortion, but you've become single issue on this. Oh, just on Facebook is all. <laughs> well, isn't that reality? <laughs> I no, don't post that. I, I, all I do is post memes. I don't make any comments. That's true. I well, just post stuff. But, but, but I also right. do okay, a lot so of stuff in the you, but here, Well, let me ask you this. I know. But let me ask you this. Do you honestly believe that Donald Trump... No. And I, no, he's not pro-life. No, he's not. Okay, so you, you don't really like him. What do you like? I just but, uh, but I also don't want to be aborting children after they're born either. That, to me, is disgustingly gross. And so. what, by that, you mean not supporting people who are children who are not in the best of conditions, right? There, there is that faction. I didn't really want to get off on the abortion well, issue. You brought it um, up? Well, <clears throat> um, this, this having an hour or two after a child is born and deciding whether or not you're going to let it live or die to me, disturbs me I think, tremendously. Because I I, we have no value of human life anymore. That's not true. It's just so we true. should be able to kill a child that's been born? That's not, that's not first of all, it's a, yeah, we're not talking about that. All right. Because that, that'll argument. be the end of the show. That'll be the end of the show. Right. I'm trying to, okay. You don't let's, go, like, let's talk about something else. I you talk, don't agree so, with the president on that issue. I want to know which one, what, which of the policies you agree. That shouldn't be that hard, right? I'm just asking, because there are some, right? There should be some that you agree with. 
I don't like Donald Trump. It's difficult. I know, but it's difficult for me to to defend that, anything he does. That's why I'm doing this to you. I like what but, he's doing with North Korea. Talk about not valuing human life. Well, but every journey begins with the first step. If we're not communicating with our enemies, what do are we you, doing? Do you on, do you honestly believe? Remember that, when Richard Nixon went to China? Yep. All right. Yep. You don't, but I do. We remember the. I do. That was a big deal, and now we're in a trade war with them. Well, they own us. I know. So maybe we shouldn't. But so getting back to Korea, you on you think that that's the right step? And I'm asking you earnestly. It's better than we had been doing before. We're just calling him. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't like. Is it Kim Jong Un? I don't Kim, even know. His it's name. an Un. Um, uh, he's a tyrant and a bully, and, and but we got to thaw that. Big, huge ice cube out somehow, don't we? But we, we got our own tyrant. Bullies, and if so you hate somebody, the best way to start something is a dialogue and then find common ground. And then maybe we can say, you know, Kim, if you do this, we'll send you some food and your people can eat. And if you open this door up, we can help you do this. It's just, you know, it's like a long lost brother they haven't talked to in 40 years because you got in a fight once. It's okay, like, so there's Korea. You start talking. Korea. Okay, no, I agree with that. Korea then? Guns. You think he's pro-gun? I know he's not, but he's claiming to be. <laughs> Donald Trump is... That's the whole thing. The liberals out there get all riled up about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not a conservative. No, he's not, which is... Which well, is dumb, because if you were to impeach Donald Trump, you get Mike Pence. If you don't like Donald Trump, you sure as hell aren't going to like Mike no, Pence. No, they're not going to... They're not going to impeach. Donald I know they're not. Trump. And if they would, it would be guaranteed. Okay. It right. works so well for the Republicans to impeach right. Clinton. So, right. so same thing would happen with Trump. If you, if you, you're not really a Trump guy. You hate all the. Democrats. I've never voted for him. Who would you vote for? Who are you going to vote for? I like Ted Cruz, but he got beat by Donald Trump. So you're left with. I'm stuck with Donald Trump. So you're going to vote for Donald Trump, given that in the current Democratic field, you take Donald Trump. There is not a Democrat that I could vote for. No. You don't really know him that well, do you? I mean, really. There's only 19. Was I, it was no, 25. One, no, one, yeah, fell, one, one finally left. Oh, 24. Okay. That's too many. I mean, there needs to be a thinning of the herd here. Well, and so, the more there are, the better off Joe Biden. I think he's got it locked up already. Just yeah, keeps his mouth early. shut. It's too early. Uh, Christy Noem, what do you think so far? Uh, I didn't vote for her either. I was a I Billy Sutton vote. guy. Uh, that's right. You voted for a Democrat. I, I vote for more Democrats than you vote for Republicans. That's not true. I voted for quite a few Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Oh, that's right. You're conservative. I'm a, I'm a registered independent, have been for quite some time. It's a good thing you're at uh, Full Circle Book Co-op, uh, the city's only... Uh, um, Liberal, con- communist, conservative communist. No, it's conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookshop and cafe. So I'm very libertarian. I know you are. So why don't you vote for libertarians? I did the last time. I voted for Gary Johnson. Well, there you go. There you go. That's who, who was a not job in and of itself, but you know. What about uh, the former governor of Massachusetts? His running mate, uh, Will, <sighs> Bill Weld. Wow, I, he's, no, he's too far out there. All right. Uh, what do you? How, what, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Mike Rounds? Is he, is he never just, been a fan of his either. I voted just walking I around. I think I voted for Rounds once and haven't since. How can you? Let's let's talk about the, the delegation for a minute. So Dusty Johnson is the only. Apparently, that I can tell, is the only member of the delegation that votes on principle. To the point where it may cost him in the end. Yes, right. yes. Don't we believe that that's a good thing? Not in this country where we don't know. No, but don't Nobody you stands and I, on I mean, I'm talking about I mean, a full circle book co-op. These people will, of course. They're all principled people. Principled people. people. That's why they're But here. the average moron on the street, they don't have any principles. 
don't you think that the, the Republic is dead then? The Republic is dead, right? It's over. We're, so here's my theory. Maybe. Here's my theory, right? So if you, like in France, when a Republic falls, they come back with a new constitution, and you're like, they're on like the third or fourth Republic, right? Sure. So, but it's named that. In the United States, we don't do that. But what we get are these sort of titanic political transformations that are actually revisions of the Republic. So you can argue that that the the first uh, uh, revision, the second Republic began after the, after the Civil War, and the third Republic began during the New Deal, right? And and there may have been an earlier one too there that I'm leaving out. But the the idea now. Is and maybe during the 60s, there's a there's a, a shift in government so much that the balance of power has changed, and the system of government has essentially changed, but we don't call it that. But I think I truly believe that we have entered a new era. If Donald Trump is reelected, that's what that is, because that is a complete abdication of the principles that we believed in. And maybe that's fine, but that is a new form of government. If if he could defy the Supreme Court which he's thinking about doing, and he can, he can basically control government to the degree that the other branches are significantly weakened and cannot countermand him, either practically or, or literally, then you have entered a new phase. Yeah, no, you're, you're thinking way, 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 way too much of this. <laughs> um, I'm thinking. No, it's true. It's true, man. The, the man wants to be president for life. Don't tell him. Well, he's bringing out. I mean, he's how old? Say eighty-five. First, first of all, Patrick. Okay, let, let, let's let's take that example. You brought it up. Donald Trump says, "I'm not stopping at eight. I'm going nine or 10. People like me that are very conservative say, "Sorry, you're done. Yeah. Get the hell out." The, the so. right won't allow it to happen. I who was so. it? Who they was it? They, who they, was it that walked into the White House and said? Richard Nixon, you got to go. It was, it was the Republican, Republican leadership. Senate. Yeah. Yes. Because we won't tolerate it. These chicken legs ain't going to do that. Correct. They should do that now. They, and you they, tell me if Obama would have said, I'm staying for two more, do you think the liberals would have walked up? Hell no, they wouldn't have. Oh, come on. Oh, oh they wouldn't. No, they would not. No, they would have stood. Nobody. But he's. Ah. No, the man is not bigger than the Constitution. I hope not. I hope He's you're not. Right. I hope we, we right. will not. The right will not allow it to well, happen. Well, everybody says if they impeach him, it's going to be a revolution, so. There'll be an uprising. In the I don't. I don't think there'll be an uprising. I think there'll be a quiet chuckle of saying thank you for re-electing Donald Trump, because well, impeaching him will do exactly what the. True. Like I said, it worked so well for the Republicans when they impeached Bill Clinton. We have not. But, but no, I thought no. before you go real quick um, about the changing of this government and all this. The problem. I didn't say the problem. The obstacle of, of a real shift and change in this country is forty to what forty-five percent of the people are getting a check from the federal government. All those farmers. The farmers, the people on... It's a lot. The, the corporations that are getting the corporate... There's too many people getting a check from the federal government to really wholly and drastically change well, the, economy, the government. We can't talk about this now. We don't have time. You're going to come back, though, right? Get, we didn't even talk about... I don't think I'm going to get out of this room, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only, the only conservative in here, so... That door is locked. By the I way. know. I've checked it before. I, I checked it. <laughs> Uh, Matt, we we have so many other things to talk about, and we got you got me off on Trump. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't. You did. Yeah. I want to talk about the politics. We you know, we I tried to talk about Mike trash Rose. star while he's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Brecky, I got Brecky stories coming out of my ears. Teresa Staley's at my church. I've seen her do some things in the back room, let me tell you. <laughs> Speaking of Teresa, she, uh, as soon as the podcast came out, and I, I'm going to say this freely because, and I'm sure she's going to text me, is I, I said, you know, Greg Nitzer's on the show, and she said, when am I? I hope you're going to have everybody on. I hope this is going to be fair, even though it's a podcast. But I, I just said, you know, we, we'll, you know, everybody. Do you, do you really think Teresa Staley wants some more attention? I, I no, that well, one. Here's the deal, Teresa. You, I I know you're listening, and uh, the rest. She's gonna be last. I'm just gonna make her wait. And by that time, though, then she probably won't do. Yeah, it. but by then you'll have all the kinks and That's all, right. all the, you know, obviously no. we're the practice people. The first couple of rounds. No, no, no. We went straight to the star. Well, See how I did that? Ah, that was pretty smooth. And that, with that, we're going to segue. Uh, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Stop. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank man. you it's for having a blast. me. And we'll be right back with the current and not disgruntled city councilor Pat Starr on the Patrick Lally Show. Taking back things that they that think you know. Cause I don't have no more for him. No, I don't. Have no more for him Taking back Face down to the ground Cause I don't have no more for him No, I don't have no more for him And welcome back to the Patrick Lally Podcast Formerly known as the Patrick Lally Show Formerly a uh, short-lived but semi-beloved radio show here in Sioux Falls. So welcome back. And uh, I'm very happy to... Uh, thank you to Matt Staub, by the way, for being on the show. He's got to go. He had to go because he's got... He's straight. He's going to leave because he's got to go be township board supervisor. And, you know, got somebody's got to control the slush fund over there because, you know, otherwise they start showing a positive balance and then you get the feds involved. So... What do we hear all the time? That the best government is local government, right? Yeah, exactly. In the township, so best government that's where is everything's local done. Uh, well, at least they get those uh, gravel roads graded, and some spook trees or something that they got going on. So yeah, exactly. It's spook road. It's falling apart. We didn't even get a chance to talk about it, but it's, it's literally falling apart. That now, well, you know who's doing it. Here's a conspiracy theory for uh, Matt Stop. We're gonna, we're gonna get back to you in just a minute. There, <laughs> uh, uh, it's probably the state. Uh, like allowing the erosion to, to, so that then they can finally come in and clear those trees off just like they always wanted to. That's exactly what it is. Yep. All right. We got that figured out. So That's it's... not even a theory. <laughs> That's <laughs> just <No>. real. <laughs> it's on the website. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the agenda for the state DNR. Um, now we're here. We have with us, I'm very happy uh, in our second show to have with us City Councilor Pat Starr. Uh, Mr. Starr, thank you very much for coming thank in. Thank you for having me, being number two. So. <laughs> And the crowd goes oh. crazy. Yeah, I wanted you to work out the details of the first show. Yeah, and well, it went pretty well. Worked out, so. Except last week you had a, a, the informational from hell, and uh, we didn't actually uh, interview Greg Neitzer until after the city council meeting, which was oh. only 30 minutes long. But Past still. his bedtime, I'm sure. <laughs> it was probably out a little late for him. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so let's get that. That moves us right into my first question. Um, the city council is basically uh, uh, dysfunctional, right? You guys are completely you're coming. You're just the wheels are coming off. Everybody's fighting with everybody else. It's a bunch of backstabbing and texting and cat sleeping with dogs. Dogs and, and cats sleeping together. together where, yeah, 
You know what? I, I really think we're, we're most days are pretty good government. We get off on a few issues, but, you know, I talked to a friend that uh, is on another uh, elected body and he told me, I said, well, you guys don't mix it up like we do. And he told me that, well, we mix it up behind the scenes before we get to the meeting and then everybody just votes the same when we get in public because we don't want to look like a dysfunctional family. Closed government. I, that, well, they don't even hand out cigars like they should <laughs> so that the room can be smoke-filled. But my point being, we air it out. We don't hold anything back. We tell people how we feel and where we stand. And, you know, I was telling my wife just the other day that I thought it would feel a lot better to say I was right about certain things that have kind of come to light in just the last few months. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I mean, it's not fun at all to go around and say, I wish I could have said I was wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and you're, talking about all the parking, you're talking about the parking ramp, the parking ramp. There's a couple other things that will still be coming out in the next couple of months that well, uh, we're not sure. sharing on a podcast. There's no time like the present. What is the penalty for uh, breaching uh, executive session? None. I think you got to, yeah, it's a slap. I mean, I got two no, wrists. I can get slapped on both of them. There's the no rule that says you can't right. talk about what happens in the executive session. Every politician in the state of South Dakota has changed the, uh, uh, you know, shall to may or may to shall or however that works. And they just say, oh, oh God, that's, a, that's pending legally. <laughs> Even if there's nothing filed, it's the, it's the threat of pending legal action that allows you to close government. Well, there's a couple of other examples you can use too if you really want to stretch it out so you don't have to tell anybody it's a good excuse. I'm convinced if I'm ever in the state legislature is that executive sessions need to be taped and mm-hmm. then you would have to go before a circuit judge to release that tape if somebody sure. made a, a, a claim that they talked about something they shouldn't have and then maybe I would trust that circuit judge to make the decision whether the tape should be released or not. I like that. That's a pretty good idea because right now nobody knows and and uh, everybody almost to a body misuses the executive session system. They don't report it properly. They don't uh, come out and summarize it properly. Sometimes they don't actually vote. Um, I have seen executive sessions in smaller places that were just complete and absolute violations of the law. And at least now we have a little bit better uh, reporting system, right? We mm-hmm. have a uh, we do have a system of adjudication when these things happen, so it's marginally better. But the idea that you can even think about doing that uh, belies an underlying philosophy in the state that it's none of your damn business. Well, trust us, you know. Yeah, trust yeah. us, we'll do it just fine, you know. I mean, I, that's what we elected you for, so go ahead and do it behind closed doors. Yeah, and I think you know, I was a journalist for thirty years, and uh, I think once you spend a little time around politicians, you know. <laughs> trust anybody <laughs> well I've, yeah i have a few friends that i don't trust anything that yeah, they say right. either by that's the time right. so it's not all politicians or public servants by the time we're done but thank goodness our uh, state's attorney's busy with i don't know i heard a crazy number about number of murder cases that are pending in minnehaha county and the crimes rampant and um so he's not going to be looking at me for a no, uh, executive session no, violation no, by the good. time so i'm going to close meeting by the time we're Shoot done. it out there what do you got let's have some secrets what's, um, the, what's the best thing you can tell us that we don't already know. Well, I think, you know, the one thing that we do know that wasn't an executive session thing is that we're with an administration building that we're in the process of, we had to, our geothermal system, mm-hmm. cooling system didn't work. So we have to buy 
a, a traditional system and then work it out later. So now we've bought two systems, and thank goodness this time of the year we have air conditioning for our city employees. It's hard to nap if uh, you're not uh, cool and properly uh, climate controlled <laughs> in, in where you're wow. at. I had to take a shot. I'm taking <laughs> And anybody that knows my voting history knows how I feel about city employees. I've been uh, more supportive than uh, a lot of people have in their contracts. Yeah, and I think I voted nice against guy. each one of their, uh, both uh, the AFSCME, the fire, and the police. I don't think I voted for the contracts uh, that were rammed down their throats. So I, I get to make a chance to, right. to make you, a joke you, or two. You've got credit. You can I, make fun of them and they won't I, come after you. It's kind of like family. I can make yeah. Irish jokes too <laughs> by the time I'm done. But well, my dad was a city employee for 30 years, so we've heard all the, the city employee jokes by the time we're done. So. We've got a lot of uh, true Irish people in the crowd today. So uh, we'll, maybe we'll start telling jokes at the end of this. We got to get the boom Please man no. on again because the boom man could finally start telling some of his jokes that he couldn't tell on the radio. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. Yes, he sir. could only tell the punchline. <laughs> Is this a PG thirteen or an R show? Uh, you know, that, I have said this. It's just like the radio show, except you can swear and drink. But we, you know, we don't swear really. We try not to. We do drink. Um, <laughs> uh, getting back to dysfunction. So. <laughs> Did but, we ever leave it? No. There, I think there's this general sense. Well, this is not This is not uh, a secret. There are three of you, you, mm -hmm. Staley, and Brecky, who tend to vote together. You don't agree on everything, but you tend to vote together. And you get uh, beat down by the other five. Uh, occasionally, there's a swing in there. Sometimes it's nice, right? Mm -hmm. um, but are you, uh, are you uh, verging on disgruntled in terms of being always in that minority and just getting slapped around? I don't know if it's necessarily slapped around because all three of us come from pretty different backgrounds and, mm -hmm. and directions towards um, that. But we always seem to end up, I feel, on the side of good government and the things that we're arguing about. Um, and sometimes I think in this form of government makes it really difficult for how much does the administration communicate with the council and what is the role of the council versus what's the role of the administration. And that's really the difference. The last administration felt really strongly, I need to get my three or four votes, mm -hmm. and then I make things, and I only have to communicate with the leadership of the council. I don't have to include. It's amazing when I'm brought in and informed on what's going on, all of a sudden, I'm not the disgruntled person who is mm -hmm. saying, hey, wait a minute, why are we doing this? Then it's just uh, Teresa. Then it's, <laughs> <laughs> I say all the time, make me an advocate mm -hmm. rather than making me an adversary. Mm -hmm. And I say the same thing about Councillor Staley as well. Mm -hmm. Bring her in, let her know what's going on, share information. When you hide stuff from us, like we're doing with the state theater agreement this mm -hmm. week, you know, we still haven't seen the agreement in the contract, but we're having first reading tonight. How, why do we have to move this through before you know what the, the agreement is? The well, trust us, we'll have the agreement next week. Yeah, it's happened a few times. Um, it happened, uh, well, it used to happen more under the previous administration, right? Um, yeah, but I think sometimes even this administration gets in a hurry and they get in their day-to-day -day and their 1,200 employees start mm -hmm. grinding things out and all of a sudden the council's kind of a second oh, thing. Oh, they'll go for this. But be, it, it won't be a problem. But you go, you go back several... Well, all the mayors in this form of government have gotten to that point where that they were the ones making policy and then just having the council sign off on it. Mm -hmm. And that's really been my frustration, not necessarily my disagreements with the other councilors, because that's just... To me, that's good discussion, and why do I agree, why don't I agree, and where should we head? 
but we're not setting policy for the city. We're just approving what the administration sets for policy as we move, and we either say yes or no, and 99, nine tenths, we say yes. So there is a move afoot, as you know, I'm sure you know, um, to have a uh, sort of a citizen initiative to um, adjust the charter in terms of the balance of power, right? Absolutely. I, um, I did hear a little bit about it. So. Yeah. I, and so uh, whether or not, I mean, I have no doubt that uh, the folks involved, I, I, you know, I think uh, Scott Erisman wrote about it on his blog a little bit uh, without too much detail. Um, we know where it's coming from. And, but it's, a, it's an interesting concept. So we're 25 years into this thing. Does it need to be adjusted formally? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, there are things that need to be adjusted. And what I've heard of the plan, I think there's something for everyone that you would vote for the whole plan. I'm not sure that I can agree with all three of the concepts mm -hmm. and the directions that they're heading, but there's one that I really like, there's one that somebody else really likes, and so by the combination of putting these together in one package or one charter amendment, I think that they will be rather successful with it. Do you think people are going to, I mean, it's one thing to have a vote on a pool, you know, an event center, which, as we know, is not a binding vote. Uh, but revisions to the city charter, a whole scale sort of cleansing of the city charter, that yeah, scares me a little bit. I just don't know that, I mean, the actual act of it does not scare me. It's the, will people pay attention to it? And do people really care about the city charter or, they don't, or do they just care about the things they care about? My street. The streets, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, you know, the things they care about. Do you think they actually are engaged at a philosophical level? Um, I think it, it, I go back to the school board vote for the new uh, high schools and the, the junior high and things. 85%. 85%. Somebody had their thumb on the scale a little too heavy because <laughs> I had a grandfather in the grocery business and my father always teased him that his thumb was about a pound and a half. So by the time <laughs> they were done. And I'm not accusing anybody. No, 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 no. That's not what I think our schools are overcrowded. I think mm -hmm. there was a need that we waited too long to probably make some of these choices. Mm -hmm. But I think that with such low turnout, it was the people who were affected by it turned out. Right. So if it's something that's important to us, we get involved. And we see that in a number of issues since in the three years that I've been on the council is that if it's your neighborhood, if it's your street, if it's your specific event, there are crowds of people who show up mm -hmm. for different things, but they don't. There's only, what, the troubled five that show up every week to, to give us their, their thoughts process and by the time. You want to stick um, around later, we have some words. And they're all on the bingo cards. <laughs> are there new bingo cards? Are there are new bingo cards. By the, you know, I have shaved days. since uh, the, the original ones yeah, came out. <laughs> there was, for a long time, there was Pat Starr gets the last word. I get the last word every week. I've kind of talked my fellow counselors into letting me make the motion to adjourn. <laughs> so I, if you've noticed and watched, because that's free a, square. yeah, uh, right now, uh, Counselor Sale elbows me and says, "Come on, hurry up, let's go, make the motion, let's so, adjourn." Uh, speaking of Counselor Sale, um, he really doesn't like you guys, does he? I mean, he's, he looks really annoyed all the time. I would say uh, Sale and um, uh, who sits next to Sale? Oh man, Kylie. Um, Kylie, sorry, Rick. Um, they just look just annoyed, just all the time, just like, I gotta go. <laughs> well, I, they do uh, tell their kids to stay off their lawn, the neighborhood kids, to stay <laughs> off of their lawn by the time they're done, so not that I would. Is this really being recorded? No, this was no, just a comedy show by this the time. This thing is moving on. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it, I think that was the founders' um, belief of the, you know, we talk about them now, it's been 25 years, so that mm -hmm. we put them a little higher on the pedestal of this form of government was one of their big things is that all eight of us come from different areas. Mm -hmm. You know, I rely on Councilor Sale a lot for his experience in the fire department and uh, um, being one of those type, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a public servant and spent his career that way and being able to do that. Councillor Brecky does a nice job of bringing back, uh, she told a very long story uh, this afternoon about uh, serving as a city councillor. I'm hoping that think, she did. I think I saw her walking back and forth. I think yeah. she was just lost. Well, she lost. Yeah, we'll invite okay. her in by the time. So yeah. she told a great story. She was story, going axe throwing apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Other than going to the same church with Councillor Staley, we come from different places too. Yeah. We have different constituencies of people who we talk to when we're grocery shopping. And so having eight diverse personalities, I think we all come from different places. I think I've had a bored look on my face once or twice as, yeah. as well as <laughs> no, over the, I, the course of this whole thing. Actually, you know, you're fairly expressive, right? <laughs> you want to play poker with me. Is I can really, no, say. I can really tell when you're really annoyed. Like you have this face, this look on your face like, I can't believe I'm here. I just can't believe this is going on. I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do, but I'm just going to endure it. And you like lean back and you got your teeth clenched. And you're... Is that true? Is that what I'm seeing? I'm just like hearing this echo from my wife telling me this. And she's sitting at home <laughs> and she would normally text me to tell me that I look like that or quit chomping on the gum yeah. that I usually have yeah. in my mouth. And so now that I'm not looking at my cell phone oh, and texting, put... uh, I've kind of put it away. So. so you put your phone away? just as a... Most of the time. I still sneak it out every once in a while. But I do insist on having my tablet. I'm not a paper guy. I want to see things electronically yeah. and I want to be able to flip back on presentations because what ends up happening a lot of times is we get the, at the informational, we'll get the full details mm -hmm. or, and then it'll come and they'll go through the presentation rather fast. And so if I want to flip back or I want to do those things, or if we read off 35 uh, alcohol license uh, things, I'm going to return an email. I'm going to use that time in a productive manner because I've read through them all and listening right. to the clerk read 35 agenda right. items that there's no point um yeah that who we're going to give a, a one-day liquor license to I've so you're not this. for uh like any sort of legislation to ban phones or anything like that. i think if you don't trust us to be adults um and no. do our job and i think it's yeah! a, i think it's a it's, it's definitely a generational thing though yeah. As I talk to people who are older, it's like, hey, you should knock off everything you're doing and the only thing you should do is pay attention to, to the meeting. I think as you get younger, you are using multiple forms of communication at the same time. In fact, there was a council member who had to get in the Olympics or a baseball score, whether the twins are playing through the years by the time we're done. So we, you know, I'm not well, sure that that makes sense either. So, But uh, you could, hypothetically though, you could have a discussion between, a group text between five councilors uh, agree to vote one way without ever discussing it publicly, correct? That is the potential, but normally all emails and texts when we send group things like that, it usually involves, did somebody order dinner because this is going too I damn understand. long? I understand, but that, you know, exactly. But that could influence something. And as a matter of fact, in South Dakota, these are not public records. So maybe what the solution there is, is uh, your texts and emails are public record. I'd be glad to give you my text and stuff. You would be bored out of your mind. There'd be a meme or two that would probably make you laugh. But, <laughs> um, but no, 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 I agree because I am an open, transparent kind of yeah. government guy. I mean, it's one of the things that I truly believe in. And so how do you get to that point? I'm looking forward to hearing Councillor Staley and Brecky's ordinance of mm -hmm. how they're going to do this because I'm not giving up my tablet 
to um to you have, have access. To tear it from your cold dead hands. <laughs> I know Matt will love that part of it by the time we're done. But there are times too that we're the times I get the angriest at the council meeting. This mm-hmm. is the best story I think. We have a couple of security guards that sit through every yeah, meeting that I we know. do, and they're awesome guys, and I trust them with, well, sometimes with my life. There's yeah. nights where you, you wander. But I always go to them either before or after, and, and what do you think? What do you hear? And the one night it was, I can't believe that a city director would get in front of you and lie to you like that. And that's when I, I mean, when a common person sitting there right. watching the meeting and can say, you know, I mean, I can read because I've got the background and the history right. on the emails and the things that are going on with the city. And I know they're lying to me. But to have somebody who just sits there at the same time I do and, and really blatantly listen to them tell me that they lied to me, that's when I get angry and that's when I clench my teeth and, you know, and it turns into a 10-minute diatribe that I forgot what my original question yeah, was because they stuff. thought and it, it, it runs out of time. So there's a, there's a square for that on the bingo card. That they lied to me or the clenching no, the teeth? No, the running on. The running on? Yeah. So, or that the, 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 the discussion is too long just because they're trying to bore you, until you so you don't get the actual answer to the question that you So let me ask you this. You ask. Who lied to you? I got just, Do you want the list? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who was the most recent one? Um, you know, I can really say in the last uh, year, mm-hmm. it hasn't been as often. Okay, well, that's fair. Like in the new administration. Yeah, but there isn't a lot of changeover in a lot of the positions, no, though, either. Not. But, there's you not. know, it's sometimes, I don't know, is it a lie if I ask you for specific information and they say, no, we don't have that? And then two weeks later, you get the information. Got it. So now we know what you're talking about. You're talking, yeah, about, you're talking about the Parks Department. You're talking about yeah, the- I would have went there, but that wasn't where I was headed. I was but talking that's one to, of them. I was talking ambulance stuff. Okay. Because I asked if the ambulance company had paid a fine right. for being late. And they said, no, they haven't paid any fines for being late. And then they come back with, well, no, it's called something else. Yeah, and they, they did pay $25,000 in fines for being late. And I'm like... That's a lie to me. Yep. That's a, how do I trust what you're going to tell me? Because I didn't ask the question specifically enough. And I think right. that's the frustrating and part. And that's what you don't want to have happen where when you do get a director before you, it becomes an interrogation because they're playing a word game, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a legal word game. Have they gotten a fine for being late? No. Did they ever get a fine for tardiness? No. Have they ever gotten a fine for, you know, you, so you end up having to go through all the possible variations on what it is you're asking, Right. And that's ridiculous. So just answer the question. But most of the time, I'm pretty direct. You know what I'm asking. That's true. I'm not smart enough to ask anything really nuanced. So right. I'm usually, hey, I don't know exactly how to ask this because I'm not an expert on ambulances. But here's what I want to know. Right. And then what are you going to do with that $25,000? Right. Because when you got the fine money, you spent it without having it allocated in the budget. Because Slush fund. That's how Staub runs that. Uh, well, I'm waiting for my, I don't know. I know Staub got envelopes of cash. In my day, <laughs> I haven't seen any envelopes of cash. And this is what happens when you follow someone who takes a few shots before you get it. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. So let's get, uh, we've been talking vaguely about uh, a couple things, and I, I want to go directly. What is your uh, assessment of the Ten Haken administration now? We've been a uh, full year, um, right? Yeah. Have we done it? Yeah. Jeez, time flies. A year of the Ten Haken administration, are you a fan or are you not a fan? Well, I think I would say you know, that I'd be a fan because I've had more access to information in the year than the, the two years in the previous administration. 
I've had more visits to the, the office. I feel comfortable that I can call and ask anyone for information that I want and I 99% of the time feel like I'm getting a straight answer because they're still inexperienced enough that they don't know how to, <laughs> to nuance it to me by the time we're done. And I have more experience at this point of how government works yeah. and at least how the city functions. And I think that's the difference between the two. I said to someone the other day, I said, it would have been interesting if Staley and I would have been in the first two years of the Huther administration yeah. versus the last two years of the Huther administration. Would have been a lot maybe, different. It would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you're you know you're you're happy so far. What what's a, what is something that the, the the administration has done that you're very unhappy with? Um, I would say that it would be unhappy is I think there are some code violations and situations in town that I would have liked to seen different. I think I could be bold enough to say that I wish I would they would have backed out on the hotel parking ramp public-private partnership. I think they had the opportunity. Do you think They're, that they, and we were going to get to that, but do you think that they really, because it, it seemed like what Ten Haken was saying was, I don't like this, I don't think it's good, but I don't think we can back out of it. But is that an excuse to go forward? I don't know. That's what I'm asking I, you. I'm not going to write Norm Drake a $2 million check to nullify the contract at that point. That's I mean, I'm not sure that I, but I might have. It would have been worth it to, to It's easy to play. Yeah. Right, it's 2020, but there, that was a very real consideration. Right. I, I think they, they at least pursued all the avenues that they felt comfortable with and thought that they, um, when we brought in the people from Aberdeen, that uh, um, Lamont and that would legitimize the deal. And it didn't. No. And where I'm still um, upset about is we, we were promised guarantors of this deal, that it would go forward. And if we're damaged and now we're being told that the guarantors aren't going to step up and pay anything. So completely hoodwinked on this deal. Oh, absolutely. Front to back. Front to back. So, should, the, this, this was a project that got pushed through at the end of an administration to just say that we got something accomplished. Should somebody go to jail on this deal? That is not my area of expertise. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about jail as much as I know it didn't pass the smell test. And that's what's important to you me could, in public-private partnerships. You, if that is the case, that there were no guarantors, that you could make a case that that's fraud, couldn't you? I mean, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Nor do I want to be. Did Councillor Brecky come in? <laughs> I, I play one on the podcast. The, I did stay at Holiday Inn Express a couple of nights ago. You're time. good to go. But I mean, I'm not going to suggest that that's the case. I'm not going to libel somebody. But there's a there's a very real discussion there. It's like, okay, this went bad. We've got a really big parking ramp that's, you know, if we ever are in some sort of thermal nuclear exchange, that's where I'm going because that thing is built for you know, but it's, uh, but you know what, but we, we're out, we're the, the people of the, the city are out something. We are out money. Oh we, no, no, no. It's an enterprise fund. The I, taxpayers aren't on the we, <laughs> we are out money on this deal. That's it. I mean, there's no other way to look at it and that's fine. It went bad. Admit it went bad. Who's to blame there. And, and we still don't know who's to blame for that building falling down. Right. And there are there is a public role in that building, right? So when is somebody gonna get in trouble for people dying and the city, the people of the city losing money? You know, people complain about public input and that it goes too long and some people drone on. Just earlier or this weekend, I went back and watched Mr. Fodness's five minutes yeah. in front of the city council. 
and it still gives me chills now just yeah. thinking about it. It was great. Because that is what public input was for. But to talk about his family, how they exposed the citizens of Sioux Falls to asbestos, hauling it through town and out into the landfill. It's the, you know, if we're going to have regulations and government protecting us and looking out for us, then you can't bankrupt on a $26,000 fine or whatever it was. I mean, that's just wrong. And then to reward them with a $50 million contract. And I would challenge people to go back and watch that, that, that five minutes again. And, and I've known Mike, uh, we went to high school together. I've known him for a long time. That was, he's about as sincere a person as you're going to find. Uh, and he, that was one of the hardest things he ever did. And it's very moving. And that's the real part of it. And still, you tell me who has paid anything in blood or treasure for these mistakes. I, I, I know in the short amount of time, it's... It hasn't been long, and I think you will will see something come. I mean, it's I guess the public part of it is is that you know OSHA referred the, said that they had uh, made mistakes. I'm trying to remember the exact terminology. They referred it to the U.S. Attorney's Office, well, who's asking for extra time, and yeah. they don't do that because they everything's okay. And I don't know that they referred it. The U. The Justice Department came in and said, "Wait, we're going to look at this," and that has now been. That investigation has continued for at least a year and a half, maybe two years, right? Yeah, and so, I don't think it takes that long to come out and say you're clear. Everything's fine. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going. So that that investigation continues, and it's the federal government investigating this whole thing. Um, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But there is a public role in that whole issue, Correct. I don't know because that's one thing we're not talking about publicly. <laughs> ah, that was we funny. haven't had an update. We were promised quarterly um, updates of what was going on with uh, the, just even in the building process. You know, when we do a big project like that, we haven't done anything that the public's been part of either at an informational or a council meeting of where we're at and what's going forward. And we're hiding behind this pending litigation crap. Coming we got to we got to open it. We still have to pay for it. We still have a huge eyesore in a beautiful downtown. It's not so done. Do yet. We, it's not done yet. So we that's what we got. You're not going to see yeah. anything else from that, what I heard today. That is brick that, wall. Yeah, that brick wall is exactly what we're going to get until something moves forward. People are going to lose their stuff on that. And I heard that there's the some biggest graffiti in the world. Or some large banners like bring, they put on the yes. side of the Washington Pavilion. I think there's some yeah. opportunities. How about there we bring to, uh, emo uh, emo emo Emo, what was his name? He's nervous. Eo. We bring Eo back and we'll just have him paint the whole thing. Okay, I don't know Eo, so I'm trying to. Eo, he did the he did the uh, church the over in 33rd. Shop. He did the coffee oh, shop. Oh, oh, yes. Wait, Sorry, it's. Yeah, or the dude, or the dude who did the uh, head of the lady on the side of the, uh, the 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 paraphernalia shop over there. There you go. Okay. I, I'm I'm turn it free. You get so many square feet for. Yeah. You know what? We might have to charge for it though. How about you might have to find a sponsor for your public art by the time we're done. That seems to be our next way of uh, moving forward. Sistine. Is that everything's going to be sponsored? We'll go so. Sistine Chapel fashion, and you get like a tile. You know, ah, there, you, there go. you go. A couple of a couple Maybe of we'll, uh, concrete blocks. That was just the, instead of by the tile. No, I a did public art project, and now look what it is. We could have the next Sistine Chapel right here on the wall of that parking ramp. I did hear someone today tell me that they are requesting change orders and the cost of maybe trying to clean that up and make it look better because we know it's going to be a long-term blight. 
Yeah. You're killing me, Star. You're killing me. I'm tossing as many softballs out as I can. You got to tell me that I've given you more than anybody else on this podcast in the two episodes. <laughs> two shapes. Two shapes. I won't even ask you about streets because then I'll just get mad and we'll be here for 45 minutes. You'll miss the beginning of the meeting. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Pat Starr, City Councilor Pat Starr, has been kind enough to spend a half hour of his time with us here on the Patrick Lally Show podcast, and we do deeply appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. No, Starr. thank the crowd. That's yeah, the important part of this whole thing that people that turned out for this stuff. Thank you. And we will be right back after this brief interlude from Mr. Rich Show. Of course, to finish up this fine podcast. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. I don't know what it's like. I can't take it back. Because it takes too long. But if you fade That's the wrap for uh, Patrick Lally Show podcast number two. Very special thank you to uh, our guest today, City Councilor Pat Starr and disgruntled former City Commissioner Matt Staub. Both of them, we hope, will be back. Uh, working on the guest list for next time, so if you've got uh, suggestions, you can just put them in the... Uh, this will be on Facebook, so you can just drop it a comment in there. You can email me, Patrick at patrick.l.lally at gmail.com the worst email of all time uh, or just leave a comment here on SoundCloud if you're watching or wherever you get your podcasts I do appreciate it special thanks to Full Circle Book Co-op here in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls on 10th Street between Phillips and Maine it is your conservative communist left-leaning libertarian bookshop and cafe. Come on down. See us next Tuesday. We'll be here five-ish. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Bye-bye.
give you every inch you understand Even when the times are good Even when they're bad Tell me I'm the best you ever Take me to the place you call your fault.